Welcome again to Living in the Past. This week, uh, we, we, we usually talk about the 90s, and we, are talk, we talk about something specifically in the 90s this week. We'll talk about The Simpsons, uh, all the episodes that aired in 1994. My co-host is Ben. Hello. And before I forget, it is Sam Neill. It's not Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Suck it forever. Did I say it was Pierce Brosnan? No, you didn't. I uh, had a discussion uh, like, late last night about... <laughs> who it was who with we'll get to it we'll get to it um yes uh so we did this last year and we did the entire last season we did the entire 22 episodes and uh it was a bit of a slog uh, so we this this week well this season we decided to split it up into two so we're doing uh the first half so the first 11 episodes um well, half of the season. It's over season five and season six, but we're doing 11 episodes this week, and then in a couple of weeks' time, we'll do another part two of this, and we'll go through uh, the rest of the episodes that aired in 1994. So this is the back end of the season five season. This is golden years, Simpsons, in my opinion. Um, it's so good, and it's it's divided up so nicely as well, 11 and 11th yes. across 94. Yeah. Made me very happy. Yeah, like this is... and. Watching these ones, I knew I know that we're going to do a top five at the end, and it's it's increasingly difficult uh, to, to to do it. I'm glad we're not doing it for the entire. Well, that's what I was going to ask you: should we do like a two separate top fives, or should we do a top five for the whole twenty two? Or what 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 are you thinking? Oh, I only had a top five for for this eleven. Let's do a, let's do it by by batch then. So we'll do one for yeah. we'll do a top five for this one, top five for the next one. Um, because if we did the entire thing, whew, whew, baby, um. <laughs> So I've I've been watching these this week, um, trying to like fit them in between. Uh, <laughs> I'm on holiday, so I've been watching a lot of uh, Picket Fences, which is just started up on Disney, and we talked a lot a lot about Picket Fences on this show because it won no, a lot. Of no, em- we didn't. We won a lot, it won a lot of em- Emmys, and I always you I mentioned re- it many times. We didn't talk about it, and I remember saying that like I wanted to see it, and then Disney. I asked the I asked the gods, and the Disney gods delivered, and. Um, it's a delightful show. I can see why people liked it. It's it's uh, it's a David E. Kelly show. I didn't realize that the same person that did uh, Ally McBeal and Boston Public and stuff like that. Oh, um, it's it's like uh, I'm not saying I'm saying that you're going to like it, but I think it was the it was the uh, network TV's answer to Twin Peaks because it's a little bit kooky and weird, but it's also got that sort of schmaltzy network thing going on for it too. Okay. And I like it a lot, so leave it alone. So let's get into <laughs> let's get into this. Um, let's start with yes, we, yes, please. We, the we kept it off last time um, uh, on uh, halfway through season five. We're now going to start this episode with Homer Vigilante. It's episode eleven, season five. Mister Simpson, how do you respond to the charge that petty vandalism such as graffiti is down eighty percent? while heavy sack beatings are up a shocking 900%. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. I see. Well, what do you say to the accusation that your group has been causing more crimes than it's been preventing? Oh, Kent, I'd be lying if I said my men weren't committing crimes. Oh, touche. What an amazing episode. Um, It was very much one that, like, uh... Getting into this, I was like, "Oh, it's a bit of a slog to like watch all these Simpsons episodes." But then, I was, as soon as I watched this one, I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I love it." 
<laughs> I thought the same. It seemed daunting to watch 11 episodes in a week when I struggled yeah. to watch, you know, one thing. But it, they do they do cruise along pretty well. I did my best to pick out uh, problems. <laughs> There's not heaps. There's little know, things that uh, kind of annoy me, but... I don't know. Like these ones, I found way more, way less problematic than like season three and four episodes. Like I was like, maybe like they did get. I mean, there was still wasn't a single female writer on the staff, but like <laughs> they they seem to have like a bit more sensibility about stuff. Uh, yeah. Aside from the ongoing Apu, yeah, character. Um, my first gripe though, I'm going to mm. start off strong. It's a very weak gripe. Okay. Is so the cat burglar seems to rob everyone of their one most valued item. Mm-hmm. He takes Bart's little TV, yeah. and then Bart later complains about his stamp collection. Okay. Why did Why does Bart get double robbed? And then why does Nelson know about it straight away and laugh at him? Calls up and laughs at him. Uh, look, I like, like this is like also part of the obscure Simpsons. Like I think Conan Conan O'Brien was still. Uh, riding on staff, and he brought a lot of security to it. John Schwartzwater has also did lots of stuff. Like one of the things I think I mentioned to you, like um, like a, a week ago, um, there's there's so many like jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes in these ones. Like it's it's really really unrelenting, and it's amazing. Like um, like who would have thought to just to, like to put in a phone call and have Nelson ring up and also laugh at him? Like that's amazing. <laughs> It's good, and I I loved that joke as a kid. But now I watch it, I'm like, how does Nelson know? And later in the season, we have um, Nelson have an out of body experience where he's yeah. like, that's amazing. Um, look, there's like a there's a there's a few um, uh, nods to current events. Um, with a, a poo on top of the quickie mart shooting at people was um, there's a very famous scene of that happened to a person during the Los Angeles riots. There's like a famous sort of footage of that. There's a lot of gun violence in these 11 episodes. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> um, there's... I mean, this one in particular, I, I always remember the last... The, the end bit of this episode, which is basically all taken from the movie A Mad, Mad, Mad World, um, where they're all going into different cars and stuff like that and trying to find the, the, the treasure. Like It's all based on this old 60s movie. Even the kid, even the guy on the lake, he's like, you told me this lake was, was shallow. <laughs> <laughs> like... And I like how that guy um, comes back at the end. You can see him at the end of the episode. Like, he's still there. He's like part of the people looking for the treasure. It's amazing. That's the the glory of The Simpsons. And I know we've mentioned it before when they take those old-timey references. And as a kid, you've got no idea. You think it's hilarious and original. And then you find out they've stolen it from somewhere. And sometimes it makes it funnier. Sometimes you go, oh, you just blatantly ripped that off. It's like, you know, the first time I watched... um, uh, Clockwork Orange. I'm like, this is basically just a Simpsons episode. <laughs> yep. Um, Sam Neill uh, uh, was very happy to be uh, guest star. And there's a few. There's a few people who, who did refuse to guest star this season, but Sam Neill is not one of them. And he does really well. Like, I mean, considering, um, I always think about this time. Um, this is just after Jurassic, um, Jurassic Park. Um, so he's pretty pretty high up there. Um, but he already has sort of critical acclaim too for other, other roles. But yeah, he does this really well. Like, um, <laughs> there's a bit at the end where. <laughs> He's telling him where, um, where the treasure is, and he's like, "You take a left, a, a left," <laughs> and I just like he he plays he plays the character well, and I I think he was a joy to work with from from reading some interviews with other um people, and his accent is fantastic. Yeah, it it suits the the face and the moustache like it. 
Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the best. The showrunner for this season was Dave Merkin, who was very, very keen on getting guest stars. Like you, You'll notice that like, I think he did season five and maybe season six as well. And that was when they had the big crop of like current, like decent guest stars sort of thing. So, um, uh, like, and then when it gets into like Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein in um, season seven and eight, that's when it gets a bit more, uh, they get, get a bit more heartfelt episodes. Honestly, that's what, that's what they wanted to do. Um, but let's, uh, let's move on. So that's Homeless Vigilante. Um, Hang on. Okay. But, but first, Piss and Vinegar. <laughs> yes. The best. <laughs> oh my god! There's so many quotable that, lines in these ones. It was so hard watching them not to just write down everything I used to quote. I used to say mm. like piss and vinegar. On one of my many frequent trips to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, where we find out Homer's age, I'm pretty sure for the first time when he says he's 36. Yeah, and I always thought he was 42. Like, I don't, like, um, yeah, and then I always remember thinking when I was younger, I'm like, yeah, 36, that. and then when I got to 36, I'm like, oh, I hope I haven't got as many health problems as he has. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got, so the next episode um, is uh, Bart Gets Famous, um, The I Didn't Do It Kid. Uh, man, this one in particular, I remember quite a lot when I was a kid. Have any of the workers ever had their hands cut off by the machinery? No. And then the hands started crawling around and tried to strangle everybody? No, that has never happened. And he popped eyeballs. I'm not sure what kind of factory you're thinking of. We just make boxes here. Um, there's a lot of... I mean, even the I didn't do it uh, phrase sort of got caught on in the, in the schoolyard sort of thing. Um, Is this a, a like a joke at themselves? Yeah, and I think it was also like... um, It was very much in that time of like Urkel and... um. Even the the Olsen twins, like every every sort of sitcom had like that person that people would tune in for. Then and, and like in the the lead up to the episode, like the TVs were like, "Oh, what's Steve Urkel up to this time?" And then like this yeah. the Olsen twins, they look so cute. And um, then at the end, where <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Lisa refuses to have a catchphrase after every character comes in with theirs. It's kind <laughs> of a, like poking fun at themselves. Like, yeah, we have completely fallen into that genre of like everyone just has. A stupid line. That's what they're known for. They're very self-referential, and like I look, Kurt, they got Conan O'Brien to come back for this episode. He was a writer, and then he had just got the um the late night hosting gig, and uh, his voice sounds so weird. Like it doesn't sound like Conan um, when he's um, no, but, it doesn't at all. But I'm pretty sure like he would have written that line of like so Bart sitting next to him and dancing. He's like perfectly still. Anyway, my dance. Um, <laughs> It's amazing, and this is the time where I didn't know who Conan O'Brien was. Like, I like I, for for the most part, and then a couple of years later, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's an actual show. Um, yeah, start, start and and this. he looks looks nothing like the guy in in the episode. <laughs> uh, Gave himself like mousy brown hair, nice freckles, not a giant head. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bart is left-handed. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, it's um, those little things that uh, isn't. Is it Marge as well? I'm not uh, sure. Um, my I'm mom's sure we'll find out. My mum's left, my mom's left-handed. Um, I thought they uh, beat them all with fish if they were left-handed until they became right-handed. Uh, she's a tough woman, stoic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite part of this episode is the is the is a box factory. Um, and even before that, so there's a great sequence where they're sort of on the bus, they're going past the fireworks and puppy factory and all sorts of stuff and then they go and then apparently uh the original design 
on the box factory was like a little bit more colorful and one of the one of the animators said like no strip it back make it as boring as possible so it's like very much like grays and browns and it's like and i remember these i remember these school trips where you have to go like some bullshit place like the bolivar (laughs) like the the bolivar plant we went to a fucking sewage plant nice um but there's a bit where uh skinner and um uh martin who are all about going to the box factory when they get off the bus they make they both they jump off the box the bus with so such glee and Skinner even does this thing of oh <laughs> and they're smiling the whole time he's not and he, at the at the back of the thing he's like nodding <laughs> and because even though he's probably done this like a hundred times before like it's, this is obviously because Kabrapul like says not the box factor again so obviously he's been here before and yeah. I actually I had these and I, I I had these um uh teachers now like with my kids like noticing that like oh they're going to that place again and they've just got this 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 running thing with a certain place like we'll come here every single year <laughs> we've got this deal with you um, yeah yeah so i look uh the box factory is is amazing like the guy who um the guy's voice is like <laughs> when he says you can look at the line on the floor you can flow the line around my office <laughs> <laughs> and then my um my wife also pointed out that the um the calendar in his office also had boxes on it which I found was oh, smooth. <laughs> also, Skinner and Martin, when they walk around the desk, they're still so happy. They're making noises like, mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> so excited to be there. That's the thing. That's the joke on top of joke scene. It's just like, not only do you have them like, happy, but they're just making these little noises like, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> Simpson noises are the best noises. Yes. <clears throat> and expressions and when, too. when we get to more Mr. Burns, <laughs> his little grumbles. Yeah. Um, uh, my favorite bit, I didn't realize it was my favorite bit in this episode, but I could not hold back quite a laugh when he says, wow, a big clown hanky. <laughs> a big clown hanky. <laughs> it's a towel. <laughs> um, so let's move on to, uh, Homer and Apu. Tony, Tony, you're my agent. You have to do something about this. How can it be the same movie if they've changed my character from a tightly wound convenience store clerk to a jittery Eskimo firefighter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's, that's a pretty good explanation. Now, this is gross. This would be gross points, right? And there's no... Okay. Yeah, because those monkey... Po- yeah, okay, great. Okay, good. Book me a flight, rent me an igloo, and tell those dorks at the quickie mart that, boom, I am out of here. I'm a dot. I'm gone, okay? What do you mean I got to give two weeks notice? What? <laughs> Freaking no good mother... Jeez. No, not you. I'm just talking to my oven. Um, so obviously, getting through like the um, the 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 appeal of it all, um, mm. this is like an episode that like yeah, sometimes uh, the Simpsons do go into well trodden territory. So it's like to make like the um, the quickie quickie um, Mart's head office in India, and the fact that like when they're on the train and like I mean I know that everyone's seen pictures of like trains in India and people just sort of hanging off the side, but it's like. I'm sure there's certain parts where it's not like that. And it's just like, um, when we get to like next season and they do Bart versus Australia, obviously like they, and like they kind of lean into it. They're like, look, we know that we're sort of like stereotyping here. Um, yeah. The difference being that like stereotyping a predominantly white country to a predominantly like, um, different skinned country, different color skin country is, um, I uh, know feels more problematic <laughs> to do it that way. <laughs> it does. Especially when, you look at the Australian one, 
I don't think many people believe that you get a boot down here as punishment. No. Like, it's far-fetched enough. It's silly enough that you don't believe it, whereas the other places they go where you don't have the same background and knowledge, like, huh, I don't know about that. I guess it's true. Yeah. Um, I um, The other problem I put part of this episode obviously being James Woods too. <laughs> so yeah. um, at this time, I mean, James Woods would have been like a, a very big get. And apparently he did, like, there was he was a joy to direct. I mean, how many times was he on Family Guy? Like, he was on there for like at least four or five times. Yeah. Like, he, he does commit to his bit. And like, I have to admit, he's very funny in this episode, um, especially in the bits where there's a couple of bits that weren't aired in Australian TV. So um, there's a bit where he's cleaning the microwave and then he starts to swear and it bleeps. <laughs> and that was not aired when I first watched this episode when I was uh, back back in 1994. That and he's back and forth with uh, Jimbo. <laughs> Don't jerk me around. <laughs> and his little, he, just, like, he gives him a little sort of side eye. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Let's not... Uh... Skip past quietly so the dog is barking. Oh man! So Homer, yeah, eats a eats a um bad hot dog. Uh, I also love the fact that um, firstly, like the seeds. <laughs> so, um, Kent Brockman comes to him and says, "Like we're gonna bust the Quickie Mart," and they're they're, they're setting up a uh, a sting, and on the on the side of the van, did you just hear what it said? <laughs> no, ordinary van. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got this huge hat with a camera in it and then um I always love a good that hat had like one day left to retirement. Like <laughs> and they do that so much and it comes up and it's like I I appreciate a good like close to retirement joke. It's a uh, it's it's great. And it also not to be dumb about it, but it makes so much sense that they call it like they think it's a high-tech hidden camera. That's been there for 27 years. <laughs> so it's not high tech. But 27 years ago it was. Yeah, yeah. And the guy, the guy had, had, has like permanent neck, neck stiffness and he's like yeah. his head on the side. Um, I've got a note here as well that hopefully you can remind me. It just says, Abe, hello. Hello. <laughs> What's... I think there's a scene where like Grandpa rocks up at one point and he just has hello weirdly. And it amused me. There's a lot of grandpa in these episodes too, like it's. Um, but we'll get to that in a sec because like, there's, uh, I have a note about that. Um, I like the song. Um, who needs Quickie Mart? Uh, let's throw a Brookie Mart. Um, <laughs> uh, and just, just yeah, like look again. Um, the it's a very well crafted episode. It's got quite a high rating on IMDb too. Um, but I mean, apart taking away from like you know the obvious um, uh, racial and James Woods, mm. <laughs> James Woods, Woods about it. Um, it's a, it's a still a solid episode, so um, I don't think it's going to make any of our top fives. But <laughs> still. no. Um, so next we not. got we got Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. Thought you might be able to help me get in touch with the inventor of Malibu Stacy. Well, that would be quite a feat. Stacy Lavelle is a total recluse. She hasn't appeared in public in twenty years. Here, I'm writing an article on her for my next Malibu Stacy newsletter. It contains her last known whereabouts. I'll uh, print you out a copy. Thanks. Hello, Smithers. You're quite good at turning me on. Um, you probably should ignore that. Um, this one I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna like because I, I I don't remember liking it much back in the day. But then this one's got a lot of good um, bits for the surrounding characters. There's a lot of grandpa in this episode. And this is what I was gonna get to him like when I said I got something to say. 
This is the first episode where Grandpa literally annoys me. <laughs> like, no, there's a bit. No, there's a bit, and it's and like, I've, and there's also a bit with Homer coming up where where the same thing happens. It's when they're um, they don't break up grandpa with a bunch of other stuff happening so there's a bit where he's like when he's and i suppose it's it's it's, it's working because it's, it's what the family's feeling at the time but that bit where they go into the mall and grandpa's just like telling that story and because he's got that sort of he's always kind of yelling like half yelling his stories and he's like oh people would like throw shiny silver dollars and i've went outside of the tub and then they go into the uh the toy store and he starts with the soldiers and the rocket and like I just got like oh man his, his voice is just annoying me like I need I need you to stop for a oh. bit I need, I need a break from grandpa my my first two notes on this uh, again is Abe hello because <laughs> I, I enjoy the way he says hello and then there's a lot of ugly people in your neighborhood oh man there's so many ugly people in your neighborhood yeah <laughs> um, some of his little liners are just great and when like it is a bit annoying when they do those double storylines that kind of intertwine. So it's like it's Grandpa and Lisa. Yeah, it's a Grandpa and Lisa episode. But when they're both in the kitchen and Lisa's having her little epiphany, and he goes, <laughs> "Sign like, me Stacey. a real mail of <laughs> see if Stacy can help me stay." <laughs> and he help! Gets- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I also love Homer's beer and nuts. <laughs> It's like I'm a I'm a I'm a white male, um, age thirty to forty five. Everyone listens to what I say. <laughs> he eats- oh, he's, he's, he's his little tin of uh, nuts and gum. Nuts and gum, yeah. It's <laughs> oh, a horrible combination. Uh, Kathleen Turner is the voice of Stacey Lavelle, who um, I mean, if you know this in the episodes, uh, basically uh, to- a talking Malibu Stacey comes out. Lisa buys her and um, finds out like a lot of stuff coming out of the well, everything coming out of her mouth is is sex- sexist. So she Except goes, for strawberry ice cream. Yeah, let's forget our troubles with a big bowl of strawberry ice cream. So she goes to the Malibu Stacey headquarters, um, which has got one of the... Wait, we used to quote this quite a lot with the, <laughs> with the two guys working on the factory floor. <laughs> with, with the Leroy and the toilet. Hey, Leroy! <laughs> and there's, there's also a, an extra bit with that. There's a bit where all the heads come out and they the two of them like um, nearly get in a fight. Um, that bit wasn't in the original air. Um, it's like an extra bit. I don't know why I love that line so much. It's a clog in the torso shoot. <laughs> um, so uh, she goes and talks to one of the exec- executive. Um, it's also got the bit where <laughs> um, she says, "Like, oh, the the stuff coming out of Smelly Stacey's mouth is really sexist." And then that boardroom full of men opens. He's like, "Hey, Jiggles." <laughs> <laughs> and I, was like, I always love the and she's just like she's like oh you um but yeah just the fact that he calls her jiggles is just fucking wrong but like um hilarious <laughs> um so she she then finds the actual um creator of smelly stacy kathleen turner um stacy lavelle voiced by kathleen turner who we recently obviously saw in serial mum um she uh <laughs> She has one of the best lines of the episode where um, they decide to like make their own doll, and Lisa's like, "Let's go," and she's like, "Not now, I'm too drunk." <laughs> and Lisa says, "No, you're not." And then she just like, she's like sniffing the alcohol and just like slams it back. And she's like, "Oh, I'll come back tomorrow." <laughs> the amount of times that like um, the Simpsons children are in the uh, in the midst by themselves with troubling adults is just. Uh, it's amazing. Like it's just, it's just like not a reality that we know anymore. Um, glossing yeah, over, the, I was, glossing yeah. over the, the, the best thing 
the reason that she finds out where Stacey Lavelle is 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 sort of hiding out is she goes to the biggest, uh, the best uh, Malibu Stacey collector in the entire world, Waylon Smithers. <laughs> and this is where we learn that you can change the intro to your computer. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it is the amount of times that we would quote. Hello, Smithers. <laughs> you are quite good at turning me on. And this is like, I mean, we've they've kind of alluded to it before, but this is when they're coming out on front streets. Like, Smithers is gay for Burns, and like, <laughs> what's a big flap of that? And you know what? Like, I know they're they're making fun of it in a way, but no one's shaming him about it. No, he's in love with Mister Burns, and that's okay. I also respect the fact that Lisa's never said anything. Like she, she could have basically gone and told a bunch of people and said, "Hey, guess what's on Smithers' computer?" Like it's just like it was, it's like a non-event in in their mind. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, the reason and the uh, Bill Oakley, one of the um, producers and writers, his wife was the was a Barbie collector, so they went to a few um, expos and he he basically based Waylon Smithers' collection and like he said, like there's a lot of guys that are collectors of Barbies and stuff like that so we should have one of the guys in Springfield do that <laughs> and nothing I, I think they did well and then they have Kent Brockman's daughter come along be amazing no that's boring talk about the Dolly <laughs> the fact that she's got the same hair as him is kind of troubling <laughs> it's like, like a flat top mullet she's got <laughs> that's how you know it's his daughter <laughs> I just like I think like, like um, you know we, we never sort of uh, really talk about the fact that like Luann and Kirk look like brother and sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> just a coincidence yeah sure uh so yeah um okay going back to it it's actually a very funny episode i i um yeah i, I kind of forgot how good it was courtesy um, of many great grandpa scenes yeah he's working crusty burger it can't bite you <laughs> <laughs> there's um there's the uh matlock scene where they basically like oh yeah <laughs> and he swipes his pills <laughs> <laughs> and then and the ambulance goes yeah, by. Ambulance in the background. Uh, so let's move on to uh, Homer. Uh, deep Space Homer, sorry. Uh, question for the barbecue chef. Don't you think there is an inherent danger in sending underqualified civilians into space? I'll field this one. The only danger is if they send us to that terrible planet of the apes. Wait a minute. Statue of Liberty. That was our planet! You maniacs! You blew it up! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! <laughs> um, this one was actually... Uh, a lot of the writers thought that maybe it was a bit too high concept. Even Matt Groening said, like, we got nowhere else to go if we send him to space. Um, so they try to ground it as much reality and make it sort of... Um, more a story about Homer's wanting to be a hero and 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 uh, have some pride also from his family. Uh, they, there was actually a program that NASA ran in the I think eighties and nineties where they they did get a teacher. They were offering I think a teacher could go into space. Like it was it was it was like one where like they was basically wanted to say like an ordinary person could could do it as well. Um, yeah, kind of based on that as well. Um, but this is look. This is a really, really good episode. <laughs> um, there's so many bits in this episode that I um, that uh, I've quoted. Um, we get a, we get a big helping of Barney in this episode, which we don't have uh, very often. Um, I always like it when Barney sort of comes in. Mm, I think Barney should still be a limited character. It's good when he comes in, but too much Barney is 
<laughs> you lose the fun, I think. So basically, NASA is uh, wanting the the a blue collar slob because they're 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 losing in ratings to other shows, and they they basically look at TV and go. They look at Marabou Children, which was not allowed to be um, shown in, in my house. My dad banned Marabou Children. Uh, when they looked at it's not um, a bad thing. They looked at Home Improvement. Um, nice little joke against Tim Allen and having been in jail for cocaine. <laughs> which I'm running was, over Wilson. Yeah, he's like back, looks like it's back to jail for me. And like at that stage, it wasn't widespread knowledge, uh, like in the public, that he had been in prison before. So um, that's where that's that sort of started. Um, he must have loved that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. I'm, I'm trying to remember whether Home Improvement was a Fox show. Maybe it was like a Paramount show, but yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't have done it to an own. Oh, no, they, they roasted Fox people all the time. Yeah. Um, you got Buzz Aldrin. Um, they were worried that Buzz Aldrin would be um, offended by the line, second comes right after first, <laughs> but he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the alternative line was first to take a soil sample. Um, but Aldrin's like, nah, I don't mind. He's like, I know where I'm at. I know where I am in life. Yeah, he's he's actually um maybe you you would know this because you're you're both in, you and your partner into UFO stuff. But he got heavy into you as he. I don't know if he's still alive, but like towards the end of his life, he was very very big into UFOs and like. Yeah, he made a lot of statements about them being real. Yeah, and knowing yeah. and knowing stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think. I mean, you've got the training. Um, they do a little bit of a Star Trek sort of grab there for a little bit, where they, they're betting on, like they're in like a battle arena. <laughs> I wager ten quadloods, which is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I know uh, the, the the potato chip sequence in space, um, where Homer's uh, is kind of like two thousand one, um, a space odyssey. I don't know what do, I, what do you think? What do you think of the? I, I went. I went to make a note about. When he yells out, they're ruffled, and it auto-corrected to they're rulified. <laughs> <laughs> careful, they're rulified. Yeah, careful, uh, ruffled. Remember ruffles? This, yeah, garbage trip. This garbage. Um, this was such a huge episode in school because it was out of the Simpsons universe. Like they went into space. I remember like everyone, the Mister T line. Oh yeah. Less shame. <laughs> you already dialed. There were so many things that oh, were just yeah, getting... they already dialed. <laughs> He's on the phone to her, and he's getting bored with Marge talking. He just starts pressing buttons. Oh my god! Um, oh, I forgot that bit. That's um, amazing. Obviously, Ken Brockman um, and the I think that like I'm not I'm not up with the uh, with the teens these days, but apparently that's a a meme with the with the ants. I read the ant um, overlords. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Probably called, it's called the overlord meme. I don't know, but um, I love how just quickly he just like buckles to. All right, <laughs> ants are coming. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a friend to them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hail the ants. I think is on yeah. The... <laughs> and then they backtrack again on that immediately after it's um, found out it's not true. And the, the oh, one of the best things of the episode is like and like just I got a feeling this has got to be a, a, a Conan O'Brien line or someone like that. So they're all at the um, power plant and everyone's won a um, employee of the month except for Homer. And they're all waiting for Mr. Burns to come out onto this balcony. And the first thing he's like, <laughs> the rainy season is ahead of us, is among us. Is, is, uh, the, the rainy season is here. Um, whoever gives me the head of J- Colonel Montoya receives a, <laughs> receives a gold donkey. And it's like, the fuck? Like, who <laughs> thinks of that? Like, what a ridiculous line. But also, what a really 
apt line for Burns, like all that sort of stuff. And I, I think I think it's Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. They go through these old time slang dictionaries and just basically try and make like uh, stuff for Abe and for Mister Burns and The Simpsons. It's it's weird and it's out there, but the fact that like someone proofreads this and it gets edited and people watch it before it goes to TV yeah. and they were like, yeah, you can leave that weird nonsensical line in there, sure. Yeah, it's like um, that's uh, funny. You must find the jade monkey before the next full moon, like in Home yeah. to College. And it's just like it's all got like sort of. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's like some sort of weird obscure reference to a film or a book, but like it just must have been so fun to be writing for the simpsons in that time <laughs> just um, saying whatever you want james taylor uh i always forget that he's in it and he's <laughs> i love when he's 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 playing the song and then he makes a mistake or if he runs out of lyrics and he's like um uh. <laughs> yeah he just goes back to the start again yeah he goes back to the start again uh, apparently he was like really he gave him like um he actually changed the lyrics to his songs for him and um, if you got the season five DVD, you can actually watch the studio uh, recording um, oh, of wow. doing it. Um, oh man, going back to the, some of those. This, look, I was a big DVD collector, as as were you. Um, Simpsons DVDs gave a lot to what you were buying. Like you, you got a lot of bang for your buck. There were so many deleted scenes in in these ones. Um, I'll touch and on it a was, few. It yeah. was amazing how in the. On the DVDs, you could play the episode with the deleted scenes in the episode. Yes. It wasn't always smooth, like the edit wasn't, but you could watch extended versions of the episodes, which is absolute genius, because some deleted, of it was gold. There's a deleted scene um, of Bart going through Krusty's um, fan mail in the um, I Didn't Do It um, one, and it's all like um, paternity suits and death threats. <laughs> um, oh. And I believe one there's there's one letter from Homer saying that his son is sick and needs some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, look, it is one of the the highest rated Simpsons episodes ever. So um, yeah, obviously a much loved episode. Uh, but I also do love me some Homer loves Flan- Flanders. Oh, this is a goodie. you see this man isn't a hero he's annoying he's very very annoying well ned flanders is just jealous oh the guy's hepped up on goofball man sacrilegious <laughs> when he uh he puts is, is he dreaming or daydreaming about having the wig on oh <laughs> it's, it's you, homie. <laughs> i don't need her at all anymore um, we've got like you know we've got the the Homer comes out of a bush thing that's like become a big thing in um like in popular popular culture like that's a big meme that people use that that could be one of the biggest Simpsons screens or like scenes to ever be created yeah like the reuse that has had you, yeah I see insane. it I, I saw it on someone's t shirt like just the other day I was out and about and I was like oh well, that's an awesome um we got Nacho Nacho Man <laughs> which is amazing um. Bill House in the hospital. Oh, that, that's I, I actually. Have, I, I, have ho- a, I hope they win because Mr. Burns said he's coming back. All I had was Mill House written down. I'm like, I'll remember what that's about, and that's what that's what it was about. It's like, yes, Mr. Burns like literally beat up a child to uh, inspire, or like likely had someone beat him up because Mr. Burns. Can't I was going to think. 
I got to think that he did it because <laughs> Milhouse is pretty weak too. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it's such a great setup where Burns is talking to the team. He's like, "There's a little crippled boy in the hospital. I know because I put him there." And then it cuts straight to Milhouse. Yeah, I hope they win. Oh, Mister Burns said he's coming back, and that's why it's a, a <laughs> Milhouse is perfect for that. Like the little that quick cutaway of just like, <laughs> yeah, of course it's Milhouse. But it could have been like any random kid that you've never seen before. <laughs> but they got someone that you know is a little wiener. Um, also the birth of, um, one of the reasons, like, well, it's got, it's got a connection to this podcast. Um, when he says quit living in the past, Marge, I actually thought of that when I came up with the name of, the, of this podcast. Ah. I was like, ah. cause he says that, um, someone else says it in, in another show too, but I was just like, oh, it's actually like, that's <laughs> like, she's like, this is because he, he takes out their wedding photo <laughs> and replaces it with a football that he got. From the from the game, and she said that's our wedding photo. He's like, quit living the past, Marsh. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a little connection there. Um, I love like, the, and it was very much um, cut down when we uh, when it was first aired on uh, television in Australia. So basically, what happens is um, Ned Flanders and Homer become friends, but Homer starts to annoy him, and Ned Flanders has this dream where he goes to the top of a clock tower and just starts shooting people. And it's quite full on. Like, I was, like there was a bit like, like because my both yeah. my boys were watching it with me. I was just like, oh, this is actually like I'm actually like, and especially you know, considering not just this year but any year, like the gun violence happens around. I'm like, fuck, like this is actually quite striking because you've got this this guy that everyone knows is the good guy in Springfield, and he's having a dream about shooting people. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, and then not long ago we had a poo on the roof. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's like a gun, lot of gun stuff. There um, is. Uh, John Schwartzwater is a apparently I'm not sure if he's a card carrying NRA person, but like apparently he's he's quite sort of right leaning in his um politics, and I, th- I think like a lot oh. of the uh and like the, but you know also stands to reason that like you can have both sides of the coin in a writing room, and it never sort of like settle on one side. Um, that brings me perfectly to my next note of the first hint of. So for me, Simpson started to drop uh, like season 10 okay. when it got a bit weird and things didn't hit the same. When Homer's sad about missing out in the radio competition and then Two Tickets to Paradise comes on. <laughs> oh my God, yes. It's kind of funny, but then he just starts nodding and singing along and says, excellent guitar riff. <laughs> to me, yeah. to me, that's that's a glimpse of like Simpson's not hitting the mark. I actually put it as in one of my notes as one of my favorite bits of the episode because and I, I'll tell you why. <laughs> it's the two, it's the first two nods because his mouth still looks like he's crying, but then his eyes are sort of like <laughs> getting into the music, and he's like he's got this sort of grimace on his face, but he's still nodding to the music, and then it sort of ends into a smile, and then he starts playing air guitar, <laughs> and I think it's amazing. <laughs> It probably would have been if he didn't cap it off with saying excellent guitar riff. Excellent guitar riff. <laughs> I know that uh, bit's always kind of bugged me. Nah, I'm always, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you on that. Um and also uh Homer um so Flanders comes over and says, I've got two tickets, do you wanna come? And Homer says, Why do you mock me, oh Lord? And he looks up and there's a um there's a waffle <laughs> stuck to the roof. And then uh Homer's like Marge is like, That's not God, that's a waffle. And he gets down, and he's like, I know I shouldn't eat thee. And he says, Sacrilicious, <laughs> um, which the Super Suckers band would use a, about a year or two later. They have a 
album called oh. the, Sac- the Sacrilicious Sounds of the Super Suckers, and it's it's that they got the word from from this episode. Um, apparently, that joke was made because there was a there was a stain on the writers' room roof that everyone always like said it looked like um, caramel, and apparently, they just <laughs> they just uh, took that and ran with it sort of thing. So. Yeah. There's also um, uh, another gay mention in this episode where... Oh, yeah, that's kind of weird, yeah. I don't know if... So, previous episode... Uh, where was it? Uh, Malibu Stacy. Yeah. There's Bart in the Gay Pride March. Yes. They do make mentions of homosexuality here and there, and it's, again, with Smithers as well in the episode. And I can never quite tell... Like, it's not in a bad light, but you're never quite sure... I wish we were playing it. Yeah. yeah, I suppose like I think like they're all um sort of I don't think they'll ever sort of take it um intentionally um you know uh, offensively. But I think sometimes they probably didn't think of the full ramifications of what they were saying. Like we'll get to like later episodes where like it's just like uh, you probably should have thought about that more. You like when you've been sort of nitpicking some stuff like this is the one that I sort of got a little bit annoyed with because I was like really Flanders does nothing wrong. <laughs> he just gets annoyed at Homer being around all the time, and then Homer doesn't really doesn't really sit, he doesn't really learn a lesson. Although he does stick up for Flanders at the end, which I think makes it all good. And then it all goes back to the like normal, which um I know you've got no problem with because you like the Armand Tanzeri episode, which is a fucking travesty. Um, uh, no, I love that they go off to a haunted house at the end, and you don't like you see you see the house, but. The episode yeah. ends there. You don't get any more story for it. And also, I think that they're also like, uh, they're also sort of leaning into the fact that like, we all know it's going to go back to normal next week. But like, Bart and Lisa sort of like, uh, basically voicing our concerns that like, you know, you can't change that fundamental like Flanders has to Flanders and Homer can't be friends. Yeah. Um, but doing that though, you can't do that. For another, you, you, you can only do that once. You can only sort of like wink at the camera and say like, "Oh, we know what you're thinking," but that means that like when it gets to an episode like Armitage are in, um, they have to do they have to do this like r- stupid bullshit ending, and um, it just gets like it's just to me that's just like when it gets a little bit lazy with the writing. But you know, whatever. I'm not uh, not lazy with the writing is reusing such gags as how my boys Homer not pay attention saying they're fine. <laughs> That comes up in uh, uh, what is it, Radioactive Man? Yes, comic? yeah, yeah. Um, Rod and Todd are, are jet skiing while Flanders is driving. <laughs> even that Homer, sound, how are my boys? Even that, that sound that the um the empty like handles are making in the water is just. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there was one more thing I was going to touch on, but I can't remember what it was. Um, so let's move on to Bart gets an elephant. This is the DJ three thousand. It plays CDs automatically, and it has three distinct varieties of inane chatter. Hey, hey, how about that weather out there? Whoa, that was the caller from hell. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Man, that thing's great. Don't praise the machine. If you don't get that kid an elephant by tomorrow, the DJ 3000 gets your job. <clears throat> Looks like those clowns in Congress did it again. What a bunch of clouds. <laughs> How does he keep up with the news like that? My favorite thing that The Simpsons does when the first minute to three minutes has nothing to do with what's about to come. It's all yeah. about them cleaning the house. Yeah, and like that's so yeah. Um, and coming coming watching this now as a parent, I'm like fuck yes. Um, 
and like that bit where like the uh, they've cleaned the house and the kitchen door opens and it's clean. Then when it closes, it it sort of swings back and it's dirty again. I'm like, pretty much every day, every day to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, my, that's living with the German Shepherd. My favorite part of this episode is in the cleaning bit, and it's when Homer's downstairs. Yeah, he's in the basement. Yes, he's, he's cleaning. He's using yes. like these cleaning products and 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 they're making him woozy, and then the Characters on top of, on on the front of the cleaning products become alive and start <laughs> and start pulling his hair and, and trying to like choke him, but then he starts screaming and Marge yells down like Homer, why are you screaming? Now there's a bit like all all the all the things that are attacking him look very forlorn <laughs> <laughs> and very embarrassed. Even the guy that's like um choking his neck, he's like. <laughs> He's like sort of runs his finger along his hand, uh, on his arm, just like really nervously <laughs> or very sadly. Is the best. It is the best expressions I've seen uh, ever. It's just it's amazing. I love it. And then when um, Marge tells him to keep it down, they continue to attack him. But then Homer's just doing these like. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they all continue to attack him just a, a bit more gently as well. Yes. It's like okay, let's all just keep it down a bit. I'm gonna try and find that to put up on the on the Instagram. It's it's it, it definitely is a visual gag, but like, oh man, it's so good. Um, this one's uh got a lot of uh good stuff in it too. Oh, one of my favorite ever, ever scenes of The Simpsons ever is, so basically they get the elephant and um they can't afford it. Homer wants to sell him to an ivory dealer, so Bart lets the elephant go. The elephant's name's Stampy. There's a part where he is running towards the peanut factory. <laughs> And they close the doors, and the guy who runs it says, "Like <laughs> the day, the day has come, people. <laughs> we had training every. You know, some of you thought I was crazy. Some of you thought I was want to be transferred to another peanut factory. But I insisted that we practice. We we practiced every an hour every morning. And then the the elephant comes and smashes the door down. And I think that's just one of the best jokes ever. It's so fucking good. I feel like everything in this episode is one of the best. Like everything just rolls along so nicely. It just ah, uh, it's." It it could be perfect. Yeah, it is, I don't want to go too soon, but even when uh, Bart's stealing the phone off Homer, and Homer's just standing there, hello, 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 twiddling his fingers, and then realizes yeah. he doesn't have the phone. But the scene's not about him because like Bart's off there, yeah, winning the competition. But you're still drawn back to it's. And it's also gold. Homer, and Homer's like just this expression where he's like, he's taking the elephant instead of the money. <laughs> And just, just stands there, like, just grinning. It's just, yeah. Did you um, also notice when they go down to the radio station to get their prize, <laughs> Homer ends up in the radio booth the behind them with just, headphones on? Yeah, he's just like, and he looks so happy too. He's just like, um, uh, and I always get, I, I sometimes get this one mixed up with the fact that, you know how he says he wants to buy his own recording studio back in... Yes. I always think that that, 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 that that happens in this episode, but it's just him in the background with um, headphones on. Um, but man, and it, and it never goes anywhere. You don't know what he's doing no. in there. What's happening? They don't come back to it. Just like where's Homer? Oh, he's in the background. He's fine. Um, yeah, and there's so, a lot of there's a lot of good Lisa moments in this as well, which is nice. I believe also the first instance of Cletus the Slack George Yokel. Yeah. Uh, so he comes because Lisa's obviously horrified that there's an elephant. In <laughs> he's like, "Would you? How would you feel being looked at by a bunch of slack George yokels?" And you see Cletus like, "Look at that pointy hair girl." <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Cletus fan, and it's he's one of the guys like if he pops up here and there like once a year, that's fine. But 
he did start coming around a bit too much. Um, I mean, get off the dang roof is is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, did you notice? Uh, I've always noticed, even as a kid, because you know when they do that ad break edit. So there's a scene where Stampy stamps across all the things in the garden that are lined up for him to stamp on. Yeah. And then it cuts black, and then it comes back, and it's it's so weirdly cut together. Like he, what do they call it when they just make a noise through their big trunk? Trumpet. Yeah, he he trumpets his trunket, um, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to an ad, and it comes back, and he does it again. Yeah, and it's always I've... felt so weird to me. I don't know why it's like that. I've noticed the same thing too. Yeah, like it, um, I think it's from when we used to put it on in the background at the video store. Like, you get this, you get this elephant trumpet, and then like it just sort of stops, and it comes back again, and it's like yeah. without the ad there, it just it just has any basis for it. Um, I really like uh the end scene of this episode where. So they finally get Stampy to a elephant refuge. Like this is also one of my little little niggles that I have with um Simpsons is sometimes they they make um Springfield seem like way bigger than it was. So apparently Springfield's <laughs> got like a, a an exotic animal refuge. Basically, they got a bunch of elephants there. It's like um I mean it's, then it's sort of like you know but if you look at from the from the um from the sky it's like a really small town. Um, and I know these are niggles, but like it's just like I don't know. Sometimes it's like, why don't you just say it's the next town over or whatever? Um, but uh, the Stampy goes in there and starts immediately like headbutting the other um, the elephants. And Marge like, oh, I thought I thought he'd be happy. And the guy who runs it says like, oh, elephants are a lot like humans. Some have been mistreated and some are just jerks. And then it cuts <laughs> to Homer like basically doing the same as like headbutting, and not even like leaning down and headbutting him like. <laughs> In the stomach, and it's just and he just goes, "Stop that, Mister Simpson!" Oh my <laughs> god, it's just the funniest. It's like it's it's such a good way to cap off the episode. I I would have preferred it if it one of my favorite lines, "Pull my arms out with my face." That's oh, such yeah. a good spot. Like that's a good ending. Yeah, but it's nice that they gave actual closure and the elephant got a home. But that could have been the end there when they said. Yeah, you know, oh, the boy seems to have some sort of rapport with him as well. When they decide yeah. to give him to the refuge, and Barney walks off in flames because apparently he smokes. <laughs> For that joke, he smokes. Yeah. Um, so let's go on to the next episode. It's Burns's air. Um, this was another one of my favorites back in the day. Um, okay, boy, I wrote down exactly what to say. Just read it, and you're a shoo-in. Hello, Mister Kearns. I bad want money now. Me sick. Ooh, he card read oh. good. Basically, Mr. Burns <laughs> um, is having a bath and uh, he's <laughs> put a sponge on his head, which makes him sink. Because um, he's also, wearing a top hat in the bath for some reason. And I always like the fact that he's eating extra fancy potato chips. Um, recently, I've, I was on, we do our shopping online, our groceries online, and I was like looking at chips and there's this one, I think they're called from... They're like Rocky Mountain or Colorado. They're like they're like a pack of chips and they're like six bucks. And I was like, what are a pack of chips? And it wasn't like a big packet. It's like, you know, one of those like sort of just personal packets for six bucks. I'm like, oh, no, this is really stupid. I'm going to see what like $6 chips taste like. Ooh. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But yeah, you know, I think someone told me that for goodness snacks, corn pasta for us, chicken flavor uh, is too expensive. Who told you that? Some fool that thought two dollars seventy five for the greatest snack in in the world was too much. Oh, I mean, hell. it's a small bag, but 
For good and snacks, it's the best thing you'll ever eat. <laughs> you you want the ad so bad. <laughs> I mean, for goodness snacks. Just um, saying. So, Mr. Burns has his life flash before his eyes. Um, and he realizes that he hasn't got an heir to, um, to leave his fortune to. Uh, Smithers at that point says like he sort of clears his throat and like and Mr. Burns says no no I've got a I've got a a, a better fate for you <laughs> and he shows him he's got, you're going to be buried alive with me the expression like, okay so Mr. Burns has made a model <laughs> of him dead in a coffin with like a little compartment underneath underneath that Smithers can um, fit into but then he also took the pains to the fact that he knew that Smithers wouldn't like that. And he's like, his the expression on the on the toy Smithers' face is like abject terror. <laughs> I just love the fact, like that's just a, that's amazing. The fact you know, the best gag in that gag is, did Mister Burns make that, or did yeah. he have someone make that? <laughs> someone make it. Someone, someone says like, oh, what should be the expression on Smithers' face? Is like, oh, he should be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> he's being buried alive. Um, uh, so then he goes and um, he he basically goes and finds a uh, an heir um, and asks like children only male children to apply, um, and he does that through uh, he does a, an ad with a cinema which also <laughs> he then says he does a dance of let's go to the lobby. Um, we also have a really funny THX um, uh, surround sound joke where people's head expl- heads explode. Uh, apparently THX loved it so much that they started using it in legit ads. So they got people, all the kids in Springfield auditioning. This uh, new house comes out and says, I got nothing to offer you but my love. Um, to which she says, no gigs. And has one, <laughs> and has one a line that me and my friends at school used to use uh, quite a lot, but my mum thinks I'm cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, quite a, quite a well-worn one there. Um, mm-hmm. Then we've got one of the best uh, uh, jokes of the episode where... Homer has written a cards out for Bart to read on stage, um, and they're so poorly worded. It says like, "Hello, Mister Kearns. Me bad. Want money now. Me sick." <laughs> this is also why I overuse the word disregard. <laughs> disregard. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's... Kearns, stupid. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, also, the... uh, Marge's Lee Majors fantasies. In front of her, 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 yeah. her, her husband and son, yeah. Um, I like the so then uh, Bart uh, doesn't get the doesn't get the job and um, vandalizes Mister Burns's like uh, mansion, to which he's like, oh, like he's actually the perfect person to sort of t- take on my legacy. Um, so they go, to and the, then he knocks Smithers out with a rock. Oh, I like him a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, they go to the, they go to the Simpsons' house to sort of sign papers. And as um, Mr. Burns is leaving, he sort of like tries to manipulate Bart to like come and live with him. He's like, oh, I'll go back to my mansion, um, be all alone. And he starts to walk out and Marge says to Homer, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Homer's like, yeah, let's push him down the stairs. (laughs) 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 Which I just think is amazing. Um, So Bart goes and lives with Mr. Burns for a bit. um, And then obviously... Uh, they try and it, Mr. Burns tries to like sort of keep him. There's an absolutely excellent um, deleted scene uh, that was shown in the 137th episode spectacular in a couple of seasons time, where Homer comes to um, to to save Bart from Mr. Burns, 
and then Ben's uh he said he does that whole bit where he's like, Are you gonna release the dogs or the bees? Uh. The bees with the dogs with bees in their mouths when they bark they shoot bees at you. And then it cuts to Mr. Burns saying, like, my worst is uh, a robotic Richard Simmons, <laughs> which is the workout guy from, like, the 80s and 90s. And uh, I think that should have been left in. I Because you can actually see, like, yeah. it, it bursts through the door. And in later episodes, like, in, in the actual episode, you can see the doors being broken in, like, the shape of the robotic Richard Simmons. Oh, that's lazy. <laughs> um, you're not sure why it was cut. I think it's it a, a decent joke. So Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Um, and we've also got... I mean, I don't think this is the first um, mention or, or showing of him, but Hans Molman's in this episode. Um, probably in a bigger role than he's ever done before. Uh, it's such a good bit as well when that guy goes to the motel. It's like... <laughs> what you're doing is wrong. <laughs> Margin Homer, your family. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, uh, they... Homer and Marge get a hypnotist, which they... Um, Ask them to like basically grab Bart and 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 um try and break the hypnosis that Mr. Burns has put on him, but they he gets the wrong person. He gets Hans Molman, <laughs> and now Hans Molman <laughs> believes that he's um he's their son, and Homer keeps kissing him because it's like kissing a peanut. Um, <laughs> we also uh one of the best uh little uh jokes that sort of pays off later. Um, they find out that Homer likes to eat flowers. <laughs> Because Mr. Burns, for some reason, has like a video camera in every single house in Springfield. Um, could have had a lot more fun with that, or I think. Like, or, the, or maybe even like mm. call back to that in another episode. Like, I would love to have experience, like, explore that a bit more. But um, yeah, Burns is there. It was, yeah, definitely one of my favorites as a kid. Um, and I watched it like the other day and it still, it still holds up. Do you know who um, the other, who's playing Marge? And so when they have. When they watch in on the Simpsons family, it's Michael Caine. Yes. Uh, a little person, I don't know who it is. And then the lady, I feel like we're supposed to know who she is. Nah, I think she's supposed to, like, she says that she worked on Murphy Brown, but, like, um, it's funny that they did Michael Caine because apparently they asked Michael Caine to do. Uh, who was actually going to do James Woods' uh, character in um, Homer and Apu? Um, oh, that would have been amazing. And the joke was that, like, at that stage, Michael Caine was basically doing whatever you asked him to do, like, whatever role, <laughs> you just do it. So um, well, He was in a Steven Seagal film, so obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, his his new role would just be working at the Quickie Mart, but he refused to do it. Um, so, like, and sometimes, like, I will say the Simpsons do sometimes hold a grudge because when, when certain people knock him back, they do t- sort of take a shot at him. Um, in an episode sort of that season or the next season and you usually find out it's because like either they were rude to him or like they didn't want to do it so you know who they haven't taken a shot at that they want on the show what's that Pearl Jam <laughs> they want them they want them uh, I'm pretty sure they've tried to get them but it's uh, not happened and they've not been mean about it as far as I've seen <laughs> um, just saying maybe, I don't know how they get them into like what, how would you work them into an episode well the chili peppers are in it um, so let's move on to Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song um, I thought you might like this restaurant Bart They'll make a pizza pie with a topping of your choice Hey Seymour You want your usual table No no Luigi I'd like one with two seats I'll be dining with a friend tonight Hey good for you Mmm eh? It's real nice here Hey Salvatore guess who's here Mr. Cucunavanza and the Submarine Ogle Kid. 
I love this episode so much. Uh, I love this intro. Oh, the Joe Cocker song. Yeah. The family videos. Yep. I love, yeah, the whole take off of the Wonder Years. Um, Bart brings a dog to school and it inadvertently gets Principal Skinner fired. I like a good Principal Skinner story. Not certain ones, but like... I um, like when Marge thinks that things are neat. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, so this, this episode's got a lot of firsts. It's got the first uh, Superintendent Chalmers. Um, the first time we have mm. Leopold, the first time we have Luigi, and the first time we have Baby Gerald. Um, so, like, a lot of um, introductory characters into this episode. Also, probably the first time Marge says, I think they're neat. And <laughs> the first time someone says he thinks he's people. He thinks he's... Oh, no, they did that in um, uh, Bart the Elephant. He says it when he starts to bash against the house. Oh, yeah. Um Superintendent Chalmers and Skinner's such a good relationship and obviously like there's the well well worn meme. Um if you go on, on any Simpsons like meme page like there's a uh, Steam Clams is a <laughs> is obviously a big one. We'll get to that in a in a couple of seasons time. Um I like Leopold. I wish we could hit a bit more Leopold. Leopold is basically like the Superintendent Chalmers boss. Um uh, Luigi is like an Italian stereotype, but man, Mr. Cucarabanza. <laughs> um, I will always love the fact that he's like, give the, give the kid a play at the red crap. Um, <laughs> I know when he calls Bart some real ugly kid. Some real ugly kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a lot of mention of ugly children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Principal Char- Superintendent Chalmers is like, oh, I've had it with his school, the low test scores. Class after class of ugly, ugly children. <laughs> Um, baby Gerald, who is the, 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 uh, mo- like the baby with the monobrow that for some reason him and, him and Maggie have got some sort of long running feud, um, which they lean into like a little bit like in these later episodes, I think it's actually part of the, uh, the opening credits now or the opening thing is, um, oh. you see them shaking fists at each other. Uh, oh. but yeah, uh, baby Gerald would come up a bit later. Um, so yeah, uh, Principal Principal Skinner gets fired. They get Ned Flanders to um, replace him, uh, leading to basically bedlam at the school. We get a look at uh, Ned's parents for the first time, uh, and they're like they're beatniks. Um, there'll obviously be a lot more of that in Hurricane Nettie, but we'll get to that. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, and just look, I think uh, this one in particular. I just like the relationship that Bart and Skinner have. And I also think the end is very sweet as well. So you like It's Bart. very strange though. Uh, a ten year old boy going out to dinner with like a forty five year old man. Yeah, he's he spends a lot of time with them. We get a little bit more of an insight into um uh Skinner and his mum in this episode too. Not obviously not um we'll get we'll we'll explore more of that in sort of coming seasons, but yeah, definitely the fact that he's a mama's boy. Um, apparently, he's based Agnes on... Agnes is amazing. Yeah, Agnes is great. Um, apparently, based on Skinner's based on a lot of teachers that the writers had back in high school. Um, there's the and awesome... this must frustrate you because there's a lot of uh, war talk that... Is it real? Is it not? Who knows? For the war? Oh, like, um, when, when he goes back to... When like, he tells his the... Nam stories like, and he oh, got shit. shot in the back. Did he get shot in the back? <laughs> Or are the reels going to get shot in the back? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. This and this, this is the damage that that fucking episode causes. <laughs> Brings everything into question. Uh, um, so there's an awesome alien scene, um, which the only, the only 
the only result of that at the moment is that I've, I watched this with my elder son and um, I was sort of laughing at the... Because Willie's in the vents and the dog's in the vents. And it's a bit of a take on that scene in Alien where um, Dallas is is being pursued by the, the alien. And I said, oh, that's from the movie Alien. And my son's like, oh, we should watch it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, eh. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, we just watched Predator the other night and we just started watching Terminator 2. Um, he didn't mind Predator. Apparently, the only thing he didn't like is when Predator took his mask off. I'm like, well, you know, he looks yeah. ridiculous. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Pretty scary. Can't say that he looks like a big vagina, but you know, he looks like, looks like a big vagina. Um, but yeah. Uh, Pillow pants vagina. <laughs> so, um, I also, re- there's a, uh, like, I, I like background stuff, like, much like the um, Homer in the, the studio and the, the radio, radio station. There's a bit where uh, Bart goes to visit um, Principal Skinner at the at like the um, the army grounds, and he rides onto the um, the range like the uh, what are they shooting like the uh, oh those rockets yeah the, the, the rocket range, and Principal Skinner sees him and is like oh you know change your tra- trajectory, and we cut to the Quickie Mart and they've just put a bunch of new petrol pumps in, <laughs> and then you just hear the the. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't hear the explosion but in the background a massive K from the Quickie Mart just lands in the background and I find that amazing <laughs> it's good because in like if that's a movie they're saving so much money by not doing it and showing it yeah but in a cartoon they they can do it they don't cost them that much more to show an explosion but it's they funny do it if the you X-Files. don't see it they do it in the X-Files all the time it's like they just sort of like fade to black and it's like Okay, well, something happened. Let's get some exposition in the next scene. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 a, it's a really good episode. I, I really like. I like um, the really weird scene of him choosing his um, laundry detergent. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. And when they steal his underpants, steal his underpants. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, really good. Um, let's move on to uh, getting to, towards the end. Um, the boy who knew too much. I know you can read my thoughts, Bart. Just a little reminder. If I find out you cut class, your ass is mine. Yes, you heard me. I think words I would never say. I know you can read my thoughts, boy. This is where Bart skips school because it's such a lovely day and then he inadvertently witnesses a crime or maybe is it a crime or not a crime? It isn't a crime. Um, of uh, the mayor's disgraced nephew. <laughs> um, uh, we have the obviously the, the fight before the scene where he uh, gets into an argument with a um, a waiter about the pronunciation of uh, chowder. Chowder. <laughs> it's chowder. <laughs> um... It's yeah, like this one I, I find really fun to watch. I was I was a big fan of it back in the day, and I was, when I watched it this week, I was like, I was I, I like a good mystery in The Simpsons, like those ones where Bart and Lisa sort of do like, they become like little mini detectives, and anything to do with like Law and Order in The Simpsons is usually very very well. <laughs> and I, I, like, I, I I'd I, never I, noticed before. I really like at the start when he uh, hands up the note to Krabappel. And I never noticed when Skinner reads it out, it's like, sorry about my handwriting. I busted whichever hand I write with. Yeah, you're right to be suspicious. <laughs> and then they've got, a, they've got a crime lab. 
<laughs> but the basic is another. And then um, a lot of people think that like the so Principal Skinner basically finds out Bart's skipping school and goes out to look for him. A lot of people think it's like a Terminator thing, but it's actually based on um, the original Westworld movie. Um, even the music. Oh. Um, so there's a bit, there's a bit where he's on one side of the river and Bart's on the other. And there's yep. a scene exactly like that in Westworld where like Yul Brenner as the cowboy goes underwater and then just comes back out again and he's just got this like faraway expression on his face just the same as Skinner. So, um, and they actually secured the rights to the music too, which I think was really, really cool. Um, I did not know that. Uh, so they um, Bart then ends up at, at a party at the um, mayor's house, which you I mean like take away from anything else. Like <laughs> Mayor Quimby's like a like, they could go so so bad with him. Like he he seems like just the just the worst, but also like um a very believable character in America <laughs> at that time. And this was based on a couple of things apparently like um of rich kids getting away with like murder and rape. Um and in the in the news at the time. Obviously didn't they didn't make it that serious, but like um you're led to believe that the mayor's nephew beat up a waiter um because he didn't say chowder right. Um not not just at the time, uh, ongoing. Oh, yeah. Oh, ongoing, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a bit... There's, when when they actually had the argument, when... I, um, <laughs> and my friend Nick always loved this, like, in high school. He's like, look at the guy directly next to Freddie Quimby. And he's like, he's got the best expression of just, like, looking at him, then looking away <laughs> and looking at him again. And he's got this, like, expression on his face of, like... Oh Jesus! <laughs> and I, so this time, like, um, I, I always remember him saying that, and I'm like, yeah, some of the people around in the background have great expressions on their faces in this episode. Like, they really sort of pay attention to that. Did you also notice Homer's eyes are quite weird in this? Like, sometimes it's like the animation cell; they just left his eyes dead and redrew like the rest of him. Every now and then, that they just they it's really like he, popped out. It was strange. It's like he had the um the glasses on the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, so it's like Homer, so uh, it goes to this case goes to court, and Homer gets um, called up for jury duty as well as uh, jury duty as well as um, Principal Skinner. And then there's a really funny scene where um, Bart's in the courtroom, and Skinner's like, "I know you can read my mind. This is like my your ass is mine. I would think things I would never say." And then just cuts to Homer, and Homer's got this expression on his face. It's just amazing. He's like, I know you can read my thoughts, boy. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and it's just it's just absurdity at its best. It's great. I love the tone he has as well. It's as if he knows that he's just been listening to Skinner's thoughts and then come to his thoughts. <laughs> it's a very, yeah. The way that they come to it is just amazing. Um, and obviously, like, uh, so the glasses that he wears that have eyes at the top of it so he can sleep while the <laughs> while the court case is going on is amazing. And then he use, tries to use them on Marge as well, which is great. Um, there is a very important moment here, and I don't know if I can find it. But uh, I don't know if we've talked about Dankmas yet when we've talked about The Simpsons. I don't know what Dank... Oh, the... Um, the... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, this is an edit. <laughs> Some man from Adelaide, South Australia, uh, has gone and made songs of your favourite Simpsons lines. And some of them are really good. The videos are really good, the way he's cut them together. Yeah, I'll have to put but, some of them on the, um, on the gram. Yes, yes we will. Dankness. Uh, so there's that also that Flanders band, that Oakley Doakley. Um, 
a lot of the lines from Homer versus Homer and Homer and Flanders are friends. There's a there's a song they've got called "I Can't." It's a Geo. Nice. <laughs> Which I like. I just love the fact that Simpsons fan can be so deep cut. Um, I listen to, like I'm not I'm not a big heavy metal fan. Like sometimes they're a bit too too full on for me. But like, um, some of their lyrics are just amazing. So if you ever get a chance, they they're the band that all dress up as Ned Flanders, and um. They play metal songs um, about Flanders, basically. Um, um, staying on on metal, because uh, this is what people think metal is. There's more shooting talk. Marge talks about her uncle. Oh yeah, but What's then doesn't want to talk weird... about her uncle. It reminds me of um, you know, in Gremlins and Gremlins Two, when Phoebe Cates has those little monologues. Yeah, like one of um, her dad getting stuck in the. He got stuck in the chimney, and then they left him there, and he died. Oh, what is that? That's it's from something, isn't it? No, no, it's just like um, she... no. Because we watched, you know, who's that dickhead horror guy? Um, Roth. Yeah, uh, his new Masters of Horror thing, whatever it is, is out. Yeah, yeah. And they do Gremlins too. Yeah, well, that's um, and I think it's I think it's a monologue from some Christmas film. Oh, okay. Because there's one I think. Yeah, there's 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 two models. I can't remember which one is which because one where like her dad gets stuck in the chimney, and then there's one that she does in Gremlins yeah. two, I think, which is a different one. But they, I love the fact that they basically went back and did the same thing. We sh- we we really need to do one of those two films as a watch along because fuck me. As you much need, as you uh, need to watch the uh, the Gremlins two insight as well. What's that? Uh, the, the little section on Gremlins two that Eli Roth did. Okay. Well, not him. Like other people talking about it. It's Laura made me watch it. Something else. Well, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I, I I went and um rewatched the In Search of Darknesses again because I love those ones so much. They're like the four and a half hour horror documentaries from the eighties. Oh Oof. my god, so good. Um, subscribe so to yeah, more, more shooting. Some more shooting talk <laughs> in The Simpsons. It's weird. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Um, I don't know. Just like these really dark. I mean, there's, it yeah. seems anti guns, like the way they do it, but they keep bringing it up. It's it's not anti gun enough to be like, oh, they think that guns are wrong. They just yeah, I know. But it could be that sort of like strange. staying in the middle thing that they that they kind of do. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that's it for that one. And then getting on to yes. the, okay, I'm gonna say this right now. Ooh. This season ends softly, badly. Like I yes. don't like Lady Bouvier's lover, and I don't like Secrets of Successful Marriage as much as the rest of like it's 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 I somewhat think they should have um, ended with the boy who knew too much. Um, mm. Lady Bouvier's lover, um, I actually thought was like a season four or season three. Um, it's like you know, and like I'm not saying like I mean, it's he's bad. It's just like in comparison to the rest, though, it's not. Like it's not a strong episode. Um, basically, no. Marge's mum and um, Homer's dad falling in love, and then um, uh... you you know what else hurts it? It's not as quotable. Like the little oh. old lady that comes out, she's like, "Can I come to?" <laughs> kind of funny. Um, I really enjoy the birthday cake that Homer makes for Maggie, and it says "Magaggy" on it. <laughs> is that when he's got? She made. Is that um? I made a I made a birthday cake for you to ruin. It's over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also, uh, I, I, I do like the sound of Grandpa, like the um, parody of Sound of Silence at the end. Um, the lyrics to that are really, really funny. Yeah. Um, we get uh, a mention of uh, Francis Farmer 
in this. We do, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, she's and Nirvana friend. Uh, it's kind of like a weird, um, a weird joke too, because um, Marge's mum said that, like her friends were Zelda Fitzgerald, Francis Farmer, and Sylvia Plath, um, and she's like, "Oh, her good looks drove them crazy." All three of those women were in mental institutions. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good joke <laughs> or like a really no. smart joke. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I just found this one, um, yeah, uh, just not as good as um, the rest. That's sort of building up to it. So also, I think the second time in this bunch of episodes, uh, I've heard the term sissy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So they do the I'm a hot dog song. Um, but does the sissy kids line, and then it's in the next episode as well. I think Homer says, "Turn sis- you don't want to turn sissy overnight." Oh yeah, um, when he's when he's washing his undies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like I, I, um, I, I do like the fact that um, this was, uh, and they probably got rid of this as the seasons went on, like they did with the uh, um, Treehouse of Horrors, like tombstones. You know when they used to like go from one floor of the Simpsons house to the other, there'll be stuff in between. Yep. I mean, in this one, there's a tape recorder. Um, I like What's stuff like about? that. I don't know. I just, I just, I like stuff like that. I like how because at one point, like, it's a snake, and there's like other mm. times it's like you know other stuff. So I like, I kind of miss that stuff, and like that's the stuff I miss about the new Simpsons is that, um, it's less about that um, the background stuff and. Uh, I've been watching more and more because my kids are my kids are on season twenty four now, and it's there are bits that I do laugh at, but there's like a lot of stuff that I have to sort of pause and have to explain to them because they're still walking that line of you're a kids show, but they're making some very adult jokes, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Um, so let's go on to the last episode of season five, which is um, uh, secrets to a successful marriage. Um, Another gun I- reference straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, I haven't noticed any of the chalkboard things through any of these. I wasn't paying yeah. attention at the start, or I'd skip the intro. But right, five days isn't long to wait for a gun or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I think, and it would have been just um, as the we talked about in the um, in the in the month episodes. It's uh, the Clinton brought in the um, the firearms act where you had to like wait for a certain amount of days to get a, a background check. It's sort of widened that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, this one um, is... is <sighs> there's some funny bits in it, but I also sort of felt that um, it was just not as strong as... It's the same as, like, as um, Lady Boovie as Lover. Uh, so, yeah, um, starts off with uh, Homer um, in a poker game. <laughs> so cool, I slow. find this episode very quotable. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Like, maybe it's there's of, a lot like, of great moments. I I don't know for some reason. Maybe, and look, it could have been also um, Simpsons exhaust, exhaustion at this point because I'd watched like eleven episodes within a like about a week, and maybe I was just like, maybe I was just a bit over it. But like, I do like the, the opening the opening one. Um, it re- it also reminds me of the uh, when Marge becomes a cop that episode. Um, yeah, they had the the thing. But like, I also yeah, like Homer like something said not good, and he's still there. When everyone's gone home and like the lights turned off, <laughs> it's a pretty decent joke. There is, like, there's funny bits like that, but there's also a little bit. I don't want to say ableist, but um, Marge says like, "Oh, you don't go to museums or anything, so you're not smart." 
Yeah. There's a couple of little jokes about him being dumb because of what he enjoys. Or like, you need to go back to school if you want to be smart. But there's also like bits where like, you know, and like obviously like it's a animated you know, comedy show, but like they're pretty fast and loose with the what of his ability to think. Like sometimes he can like name like the isosceles triangle and stuff like that because he put a pair put a pair of glasses on. But then yeah. sometimes he like um yeah, he can't even open a door. Like it's, it's just... a right angled triangle. <laughs> um uh, so, but choking yeah. on my own rage, choking on my own shit. Yeah, the the Chinatown bit again. Uh, like Paulie Shaw's in the army now. <laughs> yes. When I when I learnt that full line, I must have run that into the ground. When you, oh, when you, you reach that. over into a pile of goo. It's <laughs> a Chinatown. And I just love the fact that she's like, don't tell anyone about our secrets again. He's like, yes, man. Um, yeah, Homer's a bit of a jerk in this episode. Also, like, I mean, the wor- it's been a while since... Yeah. I remember when we first started doing these a couple of years ago, he was very troublesome in their marriage. And I feel like they'd steered away from their marriage and him as a husband for a while. Like, he's still a bad person. But... They really double down on him just being useless and just terrible. I also, but I also do like the fact that he ruined two jackets to make the wrong type of jacket. And <laughs> then later you see him in a different jacket, so he's yeah. obviously ruined two more jackets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, one that I've seen like because if you're if you're a uh, if you're in Australia or even if you're not Australia, if you got if you like the page Simpsons against liberals, um. In, on Facebook, they use the uh, breakdancing for self-defense um, scenes as for quite a lot of memes. Um, yes, which I, I, I never, that... I never remembered him shooting a gun at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I've um, seen the memes so many times of him just dancing. I forgot that at the end he pulls out a shotgun. I also love the fact that there's like there's literally a class on how to eat an orange. Um, by Hans Molman, which is amazing. <laughs> Eat the um, damn orange. I love the, I love the lisp that the guy who hires Homer is like, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> he's like, um, it says that you're married. He's like, oh, that that depends. Um, is there another way for me to? <laughs> is there another way for me to get this class? <laughs> the guy's like, eh, no. <laughs> and after he says about how much he doesn't want to go home to the yelling and screaming. The yeah. blank stare that the guy gives him. He's like, of love. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he's like, um, no, you can't, Mr. Simpson. No one can. <laughs> he says, I can tell the difference between butter and I can't believe it's yeah. not butter. I just love that little, the, the guy's little voice. I just like, yeah. Um, I do but, enjoy when Homer's useless, though, when you know his clothes are falling apart after a day. Yes. And he's so, he, has not, he either has no idea about what Moe's doing or he doesn't see Mo as a threat at all, so he just doesn't care. Yeah, he just says, he just says bye, bye, Mo. Um, yeah, I do. Hey, Mo. It's bye, weird Mo. that he makes a uh, a house plant look like Marge, and you wonder what he's done to that house plant. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and he's, I do love when she falls out and he thinks he's murdered. Her. <laughs> um, or when he offers Lisa forty dollars to help her, and she says no, and then he offers her thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he refers to Marge as, her, as his. I remember when your flesh mother. 
um, all right, so that's 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 uh, um, all all the episodes we're going to cover uh, today. And look, it's hard to make a top five, but I I managed it. Um, I made a top five last night, and then as we've been going through them, I've changed it three times while we've talked <laughs> about them. And even now, I'm not confident on what I've got. Okay. Well, do you, do you want to go first? My number five is Deep Space Homer. Ah, good one. Which uh, last night was number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's been a ride today, but I think as an episode, I don't particularly love it. But as moments, like you already dialed Mister T at the mall. There's yeah. so many little bits in it that are just glorious. But it maybe got overdone because it was so quotable. Uh, I'm gonna start off with Bart gets an elephant. Um, oh. I just uh the the cleaning scene really capped it off for me. <laughs> um and just I don't know, like I, I I uh there is like a bit of a um not a seriousness going through it, but like, you know, it, it is sort of a nod to sort of animal rights and stuff like that. But like I yeah. don't know, I, I, I do I do like it. It's like I sometimes I like Chris Simpsons when they're out there are like most unbelievable and it's like the fact that they got an elephant is like is nice and nice and obscure. So that's gonna be my first. Number five. Wow. I'm keen to see where it goes from here. Mm. Uh, this is another one that's moved around my five. My five has... Only one has dropped out. My five has been pretty much the same. They've just moved around. This one also had a move. It's Home of the Vigilante. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. There's so much good Abe... Well, not heaps, but Abe and Jasper. Um, we're on our break. They're stealing. Um, you know what? Sam Neill was just glorious. And I'm gonna to have to double up on you here. That's that's my number four as well. Yeah, yeah. Has it always been number four? Or did, yes. Did it have it? Yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine, mine stayed pretty solid. I was like, I, I sort of stuck to it because the other times I do these top fives and I start like messing around with them. And like, yeah, I tried to sort of um, lock it in. Something else I forgot to mention about this episode: Mo is quite mean in this. <laughs> he's not a he's not a good guy. <laughs> no, he's not. Um. Yeah, I think he. I think he. He would be. He would have been there on January sixth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mo's in people's hometowns aren't haven't got any friends anymore. Um, <laughs> what's your number three? My number three is a real Malibu, and see if Stacy can help me stay. <laughs> oh wow! Young. Okay, cool. Didn't I love I this episode. Get... Yeah, okay, no, it's cool. great. I can't really fault it at all there's I don't know it's got it's got some Homer it's got Bart like trying to get attention in the background when they're naming her Lisa Lisa Garbage Mouth <laughs> stupid <laughs> loud mouth Lisa yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, and I love that they're all just standing there silently not oh, even acknowledging him but not saying anything themselves resonated with me so well as like the youngest <laughs> of four <laughs> yeah. uh, my yeah, number me my number three is um, the boy who knew too much. Um, could have got higher, um, but yeah, I just uh, I love a good mystery on this. Well, not mystery, but like sort of that Law and Order thing that they sort of lean into. Um, and I love the the Principal Skinner Westworld bit, and just um, yeah, and the whole that. the visual aspect of it is quite good as well. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot they, of visual gag. But um, when he's running away from Skinner after the lake bit or the river bit and he's running down the hill 
It's from the um, the way he runs down the hill. That's from, that's 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 been that's, that was taken from Cam Krusty. Oh. So there's two bits Wait, there that they took from like they reused episodes. it. They reused it, yeah. Wow. Um, I like the bit where like the uh, the two hobos. He thinks they're from his fantasy at the start, but there's yeah. just two hobos, and he's like, "Do you want to see a dead body?" And when he runs runs away, he'd been fishing with like a fishing with with the little, the line attached to his toe, and he actually caught a fish. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he's this little, like, yeah. little fish trailing behind him. Uh, also, not... non-giving up school guy. <laughs> and it's a 4-H club, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so out of touch. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, right. Speaking of that man. Yes? Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. Nice. I, I love me some Skinner. Yeah, I, I, everyone does. It's, uh... And it, I, I think it... I would have loved it more if it had gone on a bit more with him before he got fired. Yeah, it's like a, a bit more like Skinner in school, him and Super Nintendo, a bit more Agnes. <laughs> but that's yeah. what I love about like you you want more of these moments in these scenes. A little bit of a flashback where he um <laughs> he puts out the poop bag with these new Italian loafers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, when he's tried to be mean to William, he calls him a guff-speaking work slacker. Ooh, good comeback. Um, <laughs> my number two is Homer Loves Flanders. Um, I love this episode. Nice. It's just... Um, oh, what I was going to say, like, yeah, there's a bit where... It gets a little bit too much Homer. There's a bit where he's um, asking them to sign his ball, like the football players, and then he's like, uh, you big stupid jerks. And they, but like before that, he'd been yelling for like the last minute in the football game too. And I was just like, oh, this, there can be a thing as too much homer. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's can. a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I, but yeah, it's going to happen as well because that's like it became very, very homer centered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my number two is Homer Loves Flanders. So, what's your number one? Uh, Bart gets an elephant. Ah, look at that. I was very sad to hear it at your number five because this is, <laughs> could be in my top five all time. Really? Yeah, you do, you do still quote this one quite uh, Elephant song, <laughs> yeah. Jasper. Um, even I find Lisa really cute in this when she like about to give him the plants. He ate it too fast. <laughs> too fast. The only um, thing I didn't really like was, uh, Cletus and how, how, how often Omer says a yeah mm, plants a eh? grooming a eh? <laughs> it's like his new catchphrase for that week yep uh so my number one is sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song so hey <laughs> yeah. uh yeah as like we just said before like yeah it's it's just a I like and I really like the ending like um Bart puts a kick me sign on his back and and Skinner puts a teach me sign um I love the bedlam that the school goes into with Ned Flanders in charge with Martin's up in a cage saying, Dora, <laughs> my water dish is empty. Yeah, that's so And like, Milhouse sitting on his, lying on his table, putting, um, just squirting tomato sauce into his stomach and then rubbing it in. It's just like this weird, yeah, just like, and Bart's like, <laughs> I think Laura gagged at that bit and it's a cartoon. <laughs> it is gross. Um, yeah, that's no, um, and I also like the fact that like the reason Ned Flanders gets fired is because Superintendent Chalmers hears him. Um, he doesn't even say a prayer. He just says this length, this length, the Lord. He's <laughs> like, there's no place. The best line is like, religion has no, God has no place in these walls. Just like, um, 
what is it? Uh, facts have no place in organized religion. Religion. <laughs> it's like it's a very sort of cutting remark. It's it's really yeah. Cool. It's uh, quite a statement for a big show to make as well. Yeah, because yeah. religion is very much in schools over there. So to yeah, yep. Bold. I like so, it. Yeah, that's the end of part one. Um, we still went pretty long, but <laughs> we love the show a lot. Um, but if you want to let us know what your top five are um, or anything we might have missed, um, let us know. Uh, email us at livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Uh, check out our Instagram because we'll have a bunch of stuff up there this week uh, with the um, with Simpsons episodes. And yeah, part two, I think we'll probably put part two sort of towards the end of the season, maybe after November. So, um, But yeah, 94 season still going. We'll be back with September next week. Um, TV pilot month. So, oh no! One of my favorite episodes of the season. Does that mean that is there more in Law and Order coming, or? Oh yeah, oh. with Hang'em High, Jack McCoy. Great. <laughs> All right. Uh, until then, I'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.